What up, y'all? I'm Rajay. And I'm Shy, and welcome to the RXS Podcast. The podcast where we provide inspiration, motivation, and information to the music community. Gang, gang, gang. Yes. Hey. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We have a really extremely special guest here. A young man, a young gifted man, a young talented man who mm. just put out an album recently. Let's go. So we're talking to him about his life and his album. I think y'all will enjoy that. Yeah, absolutely. Because I definitely did. Did you? Oh, yes. You love that album, don't you? God knows I did. Hey, he's a game changer out here. So um, y'all enjoy. Peace. What up, y'all? I'm here with my boy Trey Burgess. Yeah, yep. Yeah. All on, the bro? way from Columbia by way of Sumter. Sumter, South Carolina, man. You grew up there? Yeah, born and raised. Tell us the story, man. From, I'm talking about little Trey. Man, uh, well, come from a musical family, man. Uh, my dad played drums, sang. Yeah. My granddad has a group, uh, Deacon Robert Burgess and the Mighty Soul Searchers, man. Hey. Uh, what's going on? 50, I want to say 56 years. Okay. Probably a little longer than that, man. Okay. But uh, that's where I got my start. Yeah. Taught me how to play drums and rest is history from there. Yeah. So um, how old were you when you learned how to play drums? I was three. Whoa. Yeah. Three years old, man. Like, and then um, was quartet the only thing you were listening to at the time? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Everybody else watching <laughs> Door and all this stuff. I'm watching the Cantons live in Memphis, man. Ah! I'm yo, that brothers, is everything. me. Yeah. That is definitely <laughs> me, yo. I was doing this. Hey, that's hilarious. Yeah. All right, so from then, you three, you're playing. When did you get to the age, or did you ever get to the age where you were, like, gigging and stuff? Um, I started playing, matter of fact, it's crazy, because I used to run. Before I started playing drums, I was running click chalk off a keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> so, Explain to the people what yeah, that means. Yeah, so uh, we didn't have an MPC. Not that we couldn't afford it. We just I had a Yamaha MM6, man, and um, I started running click track from there. And I did that for about I want to say three four years with the group. Yeah, with the group. So yeah. how did how did you doing that come about? Like who like whose idea was that? I honestly don't even remember. It was so long ago, man. Whoever had the idea was genius. <laughs> thinking about it now, but uh, yeah, yeah. So that that's pretty much how that started. And how old were you then? I was I want to say six. Okay, so you yeah. start playing drums at three. Mm -hmm. At this point, you're playing at the crib. Yeah. And you're just watching the group. You're going to the rehearsals. Yeah, watching DVDs, everything. Yeah. Just studying, man. Yeah. Yeah. So then at around six, they like, you start doing the click track thing. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? I did. But at the same time, I kept looking over at the drum like, I'm going to get you one day. <laughs> Eventually, I'm going to get there. I don't yeah, know when, but I'm going to get there. So, yeah. yeah. And how, how did you end up getting there? Um, It's funny, man, because we had a studio session. It was like, oh, nine, I want to say. Yeah. And the drummer at the time didn't show up. And he was like, all right, you next. It's your shot. I'm sitting here nervous as all get up. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so the first opportunity you get to play is a studio session? Yeah, it's a studio session, That's which is crazy. Pressure. It is. Super. And I didn't realize how big that was until I got old. I'm like, bruh, my first opportunity was in the studio. Yeah. And looking back on it, that's how I know that this was for me. Wow. So, yeah. We're going to stick a pin there. <laughs> so you start, you do the, so how many songs did you have to do? Um, I ended up doing like four, like the last four. So did you like play to a loop and stuff then? Yeah. Well, we had a metronome and everything and I surprisingly was on pretty good time to say I was what, nine, 10 at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now y'all understand 
Now you understand. He's elite is what he basically <laughs> trying not to tell y'all. So nine out of ten, had you had any experience with a metronome before then? Nah. What? No, I did. Yo, it's crazy because my story is very similar. Yeah. The same thing happened to me. Like my stepdad Ray put me in the studio with a loop, and I had never played to one before. Mm-hmm. So I have this thing. I didn't realize that there are some drummers that don't really aren't really good at playing to a track. Because the first time I'm playing, I'm just playing to it. Mm-hmm. By the grace of God, I'm just playing with it. So right. I'm like, I guess this is normal. Yeah. But Seriously. it ain't really normal. And then I'm it's seeing not. like and then I'm hearing your story and you telling me the same thing happened. And I was older. You were nine? Yeah, like nine, ten. Yeah. Either way, whether he was nine or ten, it's still ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so you playing to a click, it works out. Do you become the drummer from then on? Or yeah, they- I did. So what they tell the other dude? <laughs> man, no. <laughs> he pretty much booted his own self out, man. Yeah. So I, I wasn't complaining. I wasn't worrying yeah, about that. I was yeah, already yeah. on. So, yeah. so how long? How long were you playing with the group? Um, from then on, and then um, around fourteen, that's when I started learning keys. And okay. Started. I did my first gig on keys at sixteen, which was a disaster. Okay, no, let's talk about it. What <laughs> happened, dog? So uh, I was playing. I was playing mains. You know, of course, I was still learning. But I didn't have a monitor, and I had the appreciator button on. So the whole time I'm playing mains with an appreciator button on, did not know it until I finished. And I was like, everybody's looking at me. I'm like, hey, bro, you know you had your appreciator button on? I'm like, <laughs> and I listened to the video. I'm like, oh. There was a God. video? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I made sure they got deleted. <laughs> yeah. So, I was embarrassed. So what was your introduction into playing keys? Um. It actually started when I was seven. I had a little keyboard. That's when the same keyboard I was using to um, run click run tracks. Track tracks, yeah. And uh, open the floodgates was on the radio in the house. And I just started fiddling around till I found the notes that matched it. Started playing for them. It wasn't much. And I didn't get serious until I was like 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. And then did that become an interest more than the drums? Nah. Even to this day, it's still not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, I love playing keys. Don't get me wrong. But yeah, but drums is first. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. you so you playing keys. Did you get into production right away, or were you playing keys for a while first? Production was never a goal. It kind of happened organically, man. Okay, tell so, me. Um, yeah. So it started. Uh, matter of fact, my freshman year of college, my cousin he sells MacBooks and does all the software and all that stuff, and he gave me one, and I just started messing around with it. I want to say it was about two years before I really got into it that good and realized it was something that, you know, I was pretty good at. So at first, your cousin gave you the laptop. You just playing around. What, yeah. what software you was using? Logic. Yeah, yeah. boy. <laughs> gang, gang. Yeah. So you start using it. Do you even understand at this point, like, what production is or you just know you're, like, messing around in the computer? I really didn't know the extent of what I was doing. I was just making some tracks as far as I was concerned. Yeah. 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 When did you realize that it was production? Um, when I was around nineteen. I want okay. To say. Yeah. And what what led you to be introduced to that, or what led you to having that realization? Really, just people telling me. Like I would just let people hear stuff. They're like, "Hey, bro, you know what you're doing?" I'm like, "Nah, I don't." But you know, people started taking an interest in it. I started doing covers and everything. Yeah. And that's where it all started. Yeah. Yeah. So after after getting that start, once people tell you like, "Hey man, you really like you out here doing your thing." When do you decide okay, 
this is something that I really want to take serious? Um, it really happened right before COVID. Ooh. Yeah. Right before COVID. Talk about it. Um, so right before COVID, I posted a cover. It was a Hebo Supply cover from the Cans. Uh-huh. And to this day, I still it's not my favorite, but people still hit me up. It's like, hey man, I remember you did that uh Hebo Supply cover. I love it. I'm like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but lo and behold, it changed my life, man. So how did it change your life? Man, I came across so many different people, man. Just met a whole lot of OGs yeah. around that area that were like, hey, man, I want to work with you. And I'm sitting here like, me? Of all people, you know. Um, shout out to Ant Brown, True Sound, Pursu- ah, <laughs> True Sound Studios um, in Sumter, man. He, yeah. uh, he first started working with me, which is how I got introduced to the McDuffie's. Yeah, shout out um, to McDuffie. Yeah. McDuffie's. I um, did some work with that album. Shout out to Sid for giving me the opportunity, gang, man. Gang. Um, yeah, and then if it wasn't there, um, my homie Alfonso uh, Montgomery, yeah. Sound Lab in Florence, man. Appreciate yeah. you. Um, they both took me in and yeah. worked with me. So what was that? Because that's a good point. What was that process like of getting those calls and working with these different people? Oh, it was humbling, man, because it's like, Okay, you got something going on, but there's some little things in here you can work on. Yeah. Which I'm I've never been like a arrogant person or anything. So yeah. I've always been a student of it still to this day. Yeah. So uh having people, you know, who've been doing this for a while take time with you and teach yeah. you the game. Yeah. What's what's the biggest thing you learned? Because you said you did the McDuffie session and then what was another one you said? Um, I work with Doc, actually. Gang. Yeah. Gang. Yeah. So Tell, tell me a lesson you learned working with the McDuffies, and then tell me a lesson you learned working with Doc. Um, mainly just not putting everything you got into it, God. you know, because a lot of times you try to, you know, put your best foot forward. Like, man, I want people to hear this, and a whole lot of times it doesn't fit what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then especially, especially like working in the studio. Yeah, it's a thing where it's like the consumer is looking to enjoy a song yeah not just your playing right and i think sometimes musicians slash producers can get in that place where they want people to hear what they know how to do absolutely versus i want to make a song that people enjoy right (laughs) absolutely and that's like two different things so Mm -hmm. that's a little nugget if you are a musician slash producer because both of us are Mm -hmm. when you get in the studio it is important that you give the song what it needs for the consumer to enjoy it. Absolutely. Not for you and your homies to be talking about how bad y'all was killing. Right. Because that's Absolutely. not going to matter. Yeah. Seriously. Like, <laughs> that really seriously. does not matter. So when, did, so when did the McDuffie's and Doc thing happen as it relates to like COVID? That was after that? Um, was, was this recently or around? Oh no, the same it was time? like around the same time. Um, McDuffie's was first because they were already working on their project, and I just yeah. happened to be coming through while Sid was in there working on it. And he was like, "Hey man, I'm gonna get you on some stuff." And here I am thinking, "Like, okay, cool. He probably ain't gonna hit me back because I'm not that. I'm not yeah. that dude. I, I wasn't feel like I was that dude. Yeah. But he ended up hitting me back. I did drums on three of the tracks, yeah. and um, I did part of the intro with it. So that was an humbling experience, man. Yeah. And then uh, Doc came through later that year. And that was mind blowing because Doc was one of my favorite singers. So wow, yeah, okay, um, okay. We worked on a little Christmas project. Is um, matter of fact, it's still on YouTube. I want to say, yeah. But that was also a humbling experience, yeah. man. So because he's he's built very different. Very. Listen, oh, let me listen. tell you something. Let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something. I don't care what you think you know. 
You get in a room with Milbert, you're getting checked. <laughs> Absolutely, every time. <laughs> I'm talking about, man, listen, yo, yo, that's a whole thing. Like, we might as well talk about it. Yeah. I think I was maybe 15 or 16 mm-hmm. when the homies, um, so my friends from back home were playing with Doc. Mm-hmm. And, no, I'm going to tell the whole, I'm going to give y'all the whole speech. <laughs> so one day, me and Jason, shout out to Jason, rest in peace, were in the studio with my stepdad, Ray. Mm-hmm. And Ray tells Jason, like, hey, Doc is looking for a keyboard player. Which is, okay, Jason is Dominique's big brother. Yeah. To give context to people who don't know. Mm. So, yeah, Jay is in there. We're in there. And Ray is like, Doc is looking for a keyboard player. You think you'd be interested? Jason, in his very nonchalant manner, (laughs) was like, that sounds good. I mean, I'm down. So, he started playing. But I don't know how in the world Tank and Chris started playing. I don't that part of the story I have no clue. Yeah. But I do know that it ended up being Jason, Tank, Chris, and Will. That crew. Yeah, that's tough. <laughs> that crew was crazy. So then Jason like quit in true Jason fashion. <laughs> he quit, started playing with the clouds. Yeah. So they like, hey man. I guess Chris and Tank is like, yo, yo, we should go get Jamal to play, yo. Mm-hmm. Cause like we know he can do it. And right. I think Will was like, ah, I ain't trying to bring no kid out here, man. Yeah. I ain't really trying to do that. At the time, I'm in high school, probably like 15, maybe, 16. And that happens. So they like, learn these songs. I'm like, cool. I learn the songs. And I'm like, okay, I know the songs. Mm-hmm. Cool. I get in a rehearsal. Man. <laughs> What in the world? Man, we're not doing... Hey, man. No, play this. Do this. Do this note. Do this line. Yeah. Don't even... I don't even like the CD version. So just change the whole song. What? The whole song? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we were just doing... We were just doing... I'm like, yo. And it was a situation where... This is when I learned the importance of just providing a service to an artist Mm -hmm. like it really don't matter about you as much as you think it does and you get in those rooms and it's like okay i know that you know how to play a lot but i only need you to do this right here right and it's like in some situations you could just kind of fly past that Mm -hmm. but in a situation with doc no Uh, okay okay cool you think you finna play what you want okay play it again (laughs) <laughs> all right you still play what you wanted to play it again and then it's like okay well i have no choice yeah and then it's a thing where if you try like say for instance we in rehearsal we like okay cool mm-hmm. if you deviate on stage <laughs> there will be a meeting absolutely we gotta talk about it <laughs> because i told you specifically this is all you need to play and he, he would ask questions like what happened or he'll ask questions <laughs> like what did I hear? And we all like, you know the vibes. It's yeah. Like, oh, who gonna yeah. explain? <laughs> who got the guts <laughs> right. to really explain what just happened? And it's like, but it teaches you. It teaches you discipline, especially in production, yo. Absolutely. 
as a musician, that's one thing. But when you get to a place where you say, I want to take my musicianship to another level and go into production, mm -hmm. situations like the McDuffies, mm -hmm. situations like Doc, it shows you what making songs uh, is really about. Yeah, absolutely. And <clears throat> to hear your experience, it's crazy that it's so similar to mine. That's what it, that's what got me geeked right now. Y'all, first, first, first of all, this is the first time I've met Trey and remembered it. Yeah. <laughs> because the first time he said, you said I can't win? Uh, that was around, I want to say 08, 09. Okay. Yeah. How old were you then? I was 98, so like 11, 10 or 11. So we come, we came to your house? Yeah. What were we doing there? I have no idea. I think Ray was working on our system, our sound system or something like that, because I remember it was in the garage. Oh. And y'all pulled up on us, man. I think y'all had just finished rehearsal or something like okay. that. Okay. And y'all okay. came through, man. And you got on kit. I'm sitting here like, bruh. I don't even want to get on my own kit no more. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm about to, as soon as he leave, I'm practicing. <laughs> really? Yeah. That's the first time I ever met you, man. Seriously. That is crazy. Yeah. And it's crazy because you never know who's watching. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like, y'all, this is crazy because my mind going <laughs> everywhere. You never know who's watching. You never know who you're going to influence, man. So that's why it's good to be like, a good person. Absolutely. Like, cause I never would have known that ever. Yeah. And then I just see fast forward. I saw your covers, which are insane. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. And then when the album came out, I'm like, no, he legit. <laughs> so I want us to talk about the process of recording your album. What's the name of it? First of all, the journey volume one. Yes, sir. The journey volume one, man. When did you start? Working on the album. Um, I started late, like mid to late twenty twenty. I want to say. Okay. okay. Yeah, I already had songs already, like just where I recorded them, like two, three years earlier. Okay. But they weren't. They weren't sweet. They were just like references, almost. Yeah. But I got serious about recording it late twenty twenty. What made you decide to do an album? Um. Well. Um. Of course, my great, not my great grandmother. Lord Jesus. Um. My grandmother. She passed late twenty eighteen. Um. Okay. And I wanted to do that kind of before she passed, but she passed on before that happened. So I did that in memory of her. Yeah. Um, that and it, God just laid it on my heart, man. I didn't know why, because I struggled with that for a while. Wow. Because I was like, why me? I don't, I don't have the means to do any mixing, mastering, any of that stuff. But everything I thought I was lacking, he gave to me over time. Yeah. So it was just like, that's how I know it was meant for me to do that. Yeah. Because like everything I thought. What am I going to do? How am I going to do this? You know, how is this going to happen? It happened. Yeah. So, yeah. So I want to talk about two things. I want to talk about one, mm -hmm. your relationship with your grandmother. What was that like before she passed? Man, um, she was the one who took care of me while my parents were at work, man, for like the first two years of my life. So that was when she passed. That was a huge blow for me, man. Yeah, man. And uh, to make matters worse, like I had just seen her the Saturday she passed that money. She just passed that Saturday. And I told her, um, trying not to get emotional saying yes, it. Sir. But um, I told her, all right, Grandma, I'm going to see you next weekend because I was in college. So I left for college. And I was you like, see, I, so you see yeah. her on a Saturday and say, I'm going to see you next weekend. Mm-hmm. And she passed that Monday. <sighs> so, yeah, that took a lot out of me, the family. Like, even to this day, it still doesn't feel real, man. Yeah. But, yeah, I still push through. I, everything I do is for her. Yeah. And, uh, 
Make it work, man. Yeah. So you so that happens, and then you're like, you know what? I'm gonna take this project serious. Not right away, because after that, man, like my whole drive for everything went down. So it took me a while to really get to that point again. Yeah. So what? So what headspace were you in? Like, what were some of the thoughts you were having in that downtime? So many to name, man. Yeah. Like, not only dealing with that, but just dealing with a lot of personal stuff going yeah. on too, man. From just betrayal, heartbreak, all that. Yeah. You know, so having all that going on at one time, man. You just, music was the last thing on my mind for a long time. Yes. was going through your mind during that downtime man it's a lot that was going on between dealing with that grief and just a lot of personal stuff dealing yeah. with school man yeah. like it's a lot going on at one time so i was yeah. just like why music right now like that's yeah. the last thing i was thinking about like my whole drive for it just yeah and on top of that man where i was playing at um is a whole well actually that happened a little earlier so i'm kind of going back a little bit yeah but, please uh, go back go back yeah <laughs> yeah so um 2016 i just graduated high school and i was um playing drums at a church at the, i'm not gonna call the name yes but, sir Smart um, man. yeah <laughs> and i was playing and um the musician at the time he fell sick so i had to fill in on keys mm -hmm. everything went fine and i got the pay that i was supposed to and then it came time to get hired on permanently and i had them tell me well, because of your experience, we can't pay you what we were paying you all before. And I'm like, how? When I was just doing this position for two months, everything went fine. And that that hurt me even more. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I got people telling me I'm not experienced, but I've been doing this all my life. Yeah. I got all this other stuff going on. Yeah. So I'm like, why am I doing this? Yeah. So, so do you think they came to you with that being a legitimate excuse or like I feel like they uh, think was, it was, but it wasn't. Wow. Yeah. So obviously if if you played there for two months and um they were paying you a certain amount and then they come back to you and say, Because of your experience, somebody had to somebody talked to somebody Absolutely. that made them believe oh, that they should it's more than one person involved in that. Had to have been. But you wanna know the crazy part about that? What's that? A year and a half later, I had to come back there and do like a, it was some type of program on a Saturday. And I played and everybody was just kind of like shocked. Like I, I spent a little while practicing. Yeah. And I was like, bro, y'all offering me more than what I was getting paid before. All, so keep in mind. they offer you to. Yeah, they offered me the job back and I went back getting more than what I was getting the first time. Yeah. <laughs> That's wait, the, wait, yeah. Wait. Yeah. Wait. And then, so, geez, my mind is Trey. My mind is everywhere <laughs> because number one, if you if a church was willing to do that and then stop doing it, that's weird. Yeah, but, but it was they, a person in charge at the time, though. So, uh, so by yeah. the time you got rehired, was it another person in charge? Yeah, it was a whole other person so, in charge. Yeah. Do you think there was? Do you think the person in charge initially felt some type of way? About anything that would make them make that decision? Well, I mean, 
it was a difficult person anyway. So mm. it's not surprising when you look at everything else that happened. Yes. So it's a reason why she got booted from that position. So, wow. So was yeah. it hard before that happened? Was it tough working with her in general? It was. What it, made it tough? Just from like rehearsals, just being strict. It was almost like clocking in for a job. Almost okay. Like if you miss her, keep in mind, I'm traveling from Columbia to Somerset, which is like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah. I'm in school having to do that twice a week. Yeah. I explained that and you still, well, we're going to have to take 75 off your pay for missing rehearsal. When I have a class at 5.30 and I have to get down there by 7. Yeah. Like, it was stuff like that that was real nitpicky, man. So I was just like, yeah. Yeah. So, so you have a passion for music. Mm -hmm. And you're going through these things that sort of are already chipping away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then you lose your grandma and you're like, okay, I'm yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. right. I'm like, that was the final straw, man. Like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm really what else done is with it? this. Yeah. And then you talked about, you said something a minute ago where you talked about um, the down, there was betrayal that happened in the downtime. Mm -hmm. Without telling too much, explain what, what you mean by that. Man, just people that I really thought was for me, yeah. you know, just ended up showing different sides. Like I would hear different things being said behind my back. I'm like, nah, that can't be. And then the more time went along, the signs kept coming to me, and I'm like, bruh, this really happened. And so was it personal yeah, or musical? Very personal. Wow. Yeah. And it was just like, bro, that I disconnected from people for a while <laughs> for, because of that, man. So it was just like, nah, I can't give anybody else that kind of attention, and here I am left to deal with that by myself. Yeah. So at first, before that, you were kind of like, a giver of yourself in a sense. Yeah. And then you Absolutely. get to the you get to the place where people start talking weird. Yeah. So you decide, I'm gonna just take a season where I cut people off. Yeah. What was that season like? It was just me and God, bro. Yes. Like that's the that was the defining moment in my life. Just taking that time, I'm talking about it was the hardest time of my life. Yeah. Like man. literally. Yeah. Like it was days where it would be Sun out. I'm talking about beautiful day. I'm sitting in the, sitting in my apartment, lights off, don't want to go nowhere, phone off. Like I'm just like, bro, what is life right now? Yeah. And nobody knows about that. People always would see me. I would, you know, I'm the type that jokes around a lot. But yeah. I go home and I'm by myself in the dark. Nobody knows what I'm dealing with. I'm trying to mask it because I'm like the person that doesn't like to vent a lot. But I just battled a lot of stuff internally, man. So that was a season of about, I want to say like a year. Trey, that's a long time. It is. So while you're dealing with this, are you still going out? Like what's, are you, like at this point, are you in school and still playing yeah. and stuff? Yeah, I'm still doing so all that. So nobody knows this is going on? Nobody knows. Yeah. I'm talking about playing on Sunday morning, give, seeing everybody else getting their breakthrough and I'm sitting here playing, hurting, and nobody knows. So it's just like, Yeah. That's the part of musicianship that nobody really knows, man. A lot of us play from a broken place all the time. Jesus. This is very, yeah. very true. And, like, we put on a smile. We give our best. Mm -hmm. We serve people. We serve God. And nobody knows. Like, did anybody, like, have an inkling and ask you about it or nobody had a clue? My mom. 
Okay. My, my mom, me and my mom are like that. Yeah. Like, we're almost the same person, look alike, acting yeah. like everything. Like, matter of fact, her birthday is four days after mine. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, like she, matter of fact, that's what really started my healing because, like, I came home one weekend and I was just walking around the house. I wasn't myself. She was like, son, everything all right? I'm like, yeah, mom, good. That she famous, yeah, that famous uh, lie we tell. Yeah. <laughs> the whole time I'm sitting here just ready to burst at any moment. And she said, son, I know you. What's going on? And boy, I cried like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah I, like I'm talking about like for a good hour. Yeah. And that was the start of me really trying to get back to myself. Yeah. So, yeah. And then getting back to yourself, what did that process look like? Um, It was very gradual. Mm-hmm. Very gradual. Um, I started trying to make tracks again, you know, just filling around with stuff, man. Then I posted that uh posted that he was supply cover and then COVID hit and that's when everything started rolling in place. And I hate to sound insensitive when I say this because I know COVID, you know, devastated a lot of people. But COVID yeah. was probably the best thing that could ever happen. Yeah, man. Explain what you mean. Because it gave me time to really reflect on life. It gave me time to really you know, think about what it is I want to do. Yeah. It gave me that time to really perfect my craft. Of course, every day, if not every other day, every day I was at the studio. Yeah. And so that gave me time to really get into it more, develop a love for yeah. it all over again, man. And just really, that was really healing for me. Yeah. A, so, so perfecting your craft was one side of it, mm-hmm. but Healing was another side of it. Absolutely. So through the process of getting better, you found yourself as yeah. through the process of getting better with your gifts and your talents, you felt your inner man mm-hmm. getting better. Absolutely. Is this the time where you're starting to write the songs for the album? Yeah, it is. Interesting. Yeah. So are the songs just like coming to you? Yeah. I'm talking about the most random time. Like I'll be riding in the car. And all of a sudden, words just come in my head, and a little melody will come in, and then from there, that's what it was. Yeah. So I'm like, bruh, all of this is for a reason. Everything was coming together piece by piece. It wasn't just a thing of just putting out music just to put it out. It was, you're going to have to go through something to put this stuff out. So that's really what that was, man. And the, the crazy thing is, if y'all haven't heard the album, go listen to it. The Journey, Volume 1, yeah. by Trey Burgess. It is crazy. It is quartet. It is contemporary quartet. It's traditional in some ways. It's a lot of things. Yeah. And um, hearing your story makes the way the songs feel Mm -hmm. make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. Did you know, did you have any idea that what you were going through would translate to other people through the song? That was my prayer that it would. Yeah. So you prayed that it would. Yeah, absolutely. Because I wanted people to not only just hear the songs and like how it sounded, but I wanted you to be able to relate to it. Yeah. Be able to go back to those places, you know, and be able to say, you know, I'm happy, I'm free, and feel brand new. You know, just every every song. So the like, so for instance, so in particular, happy and free Mm -hmm. and brand new. These are songs you write because you're getting better. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's therapy, Dre. It is. I'm telling you. Like, people don't understand, man. That whole recording process from everything that was going on in my life up until the time it released, like, it was therapy for me. Yeah, man. Yeah. And 
at the time of doing your album, were you working with any other clients? Um, I was. I had a lot of people actually. Okay. But it got to a point where I was giving so much of myself with that, and not getting any. I'm talking about stuff would just be sitting. <laughs> like to this day, stuff's been sitting for like two years, and you would not believe when I put my stuff out, heard nothing from them. Like it was a matter of jealousy. Just like I've even seen two shady posts be posted about it. Since the time I let people know that the album was coming out. From clients? Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about it. Trey is a producer. I am a producer. You guys know that we are both producers. We have that out the way. Mm-hmm. Now me and Trey <laughs> about to have a brother-to-brother conversation yeah. about this. And y'all just get to hear it and see it. Mm-hmm. All right. Tell me about these clients, dog. <laughs> so, man, um, you know, I'm the type of person I'm very easy to work with. Yes, sir. You work with me, I work with you. You know, we make it work. But when it becomes a thing of, you know, you want to work on it when you want to work on it, and then you try to come back when everything is going on, and, and then you they want to the rush you. Yeah. Jesus, yeah. Trey, you are <laughs> not going. Good yes. God, good God. <laughs> that really yeah. teased me off. Yeah. I've been in situations where people have busy life. I'll be working yeah. with a client, and then they have a busy life for six months. Dude. Then the one day that they ready, they want me to do it tomorrow. No, yeah, yeah. no, you got to like, give me at least six months, yeah. like I gave you. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, for real. Like you wasted my time, and now you want to come back and want to try to dictate my time? Nah, you can't do that. Yeah, what was their response? Did you tell them that? Yeah, I told them like I have a lot going on. I'm trying to finish up my album. You know, just letting them know what was going on, and then, um. Of course, some people might know who I'm talking about when I say this, but it is what it is. Um, I saw a post um, the day I posted the snippets of everything. Yeah. I was like, I called musicians to help um, to help me with my record, and they pushed me off to the side, but I'm going to work on it on my own. I'm like, dude, are you serious? <laughs> like, I just talked to you three weeks ago and told you what was, not even three weeks ago. I think it was like a month or two before that. Uh-huh. And I'm like, okay, cool. And it took everything in me not to respond to that. So you didn't respond to that. No. What what made you not respond to that? Because I had too much to lose. I had too much to lose. Like I was not about to risk the integrity of not only the brand I'm trying to build, but put a stain on the release of the album. Yes. I worked too hard for that to let somebody that took something and made it into took nothing and made it into something. Yeah. So yeah, I just left it alone. It took everything in me. Two years earlier, that would have never happened. What would you have done two years earlier? Oh, I would have made a whole post. Yes, sir. Being super petty. Yes. <laughs> super petty. But, you know, at that point, man, I just had too much to lose. I wasn't about to feed into that. Yes. It wasn't worth it. So I want to talk to you because this is a good point. You said two years ago, you would have made a post that's super petty. Mm-hmm. What did What did you learn in those two years that makes you respond to life and people differently? That you can't control what other people do. Yes, sir. You can only control how you respond to it. That's the only thing you can do because everybody's going to have their way of, you know, doing things. And that was always because I used to wear my heart on my sleeve, man. So I would feel like if somebody did something to me, I would take it personally. Like I would be mad. I'm talking about not want to talk to anybody, anything. And I had to learn, like, you can't let nobody have that kind of control over your 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 mood, your life, anything. Yes. So, yeah. So you get to the place where you start to you, you're working on the album. Mm-hmm. You were working with artists before. Mm hmm. Is there any other story of any other artist that people can learn from during that time? Talk about it. Handling business. That's the, Let's go. <laughs> like, Let's go. 
like if I tell you one thing, okay, cool, you paid a deposit. All right, cool. I let you know, like, hey, I got the track done, and I always just send snips. I never send the whole thing. When I, that's the dumbest thing you can do. Hey guys, <laughs> hey guys, producers. Yeah. If you don't have all your bread, don't send no whole song because no. Jokers will have the bout, the rough mix yeah. on their album. Seriously, they don't <laughs> care. They will do that. <laughs> they will. They will take the cheap way out before they get it done right. Yes. Yeah. So. You uh, you give the um you give the snippets. Now talk about the business. What was going on with the business? Man, like it would just be okay. I got you the end of this week, bro. Friday comes, nothing. And you know I'm not the type of person to hound people. Yeah. But it's just like, you know what you told me. Like I expect you to. I was always told growing up the one thing you always have is your word. Your word. And if you can't keep that, then you know. What are you doing? Yeah. So, you know, I try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And then after a while, it just gets to the point like, okay, man, you know, you forgot about me. Yeah. Which in reality, they didn't forget because you see, matter of fact, <laughs> I'm going through a situation right now. Yes, sir. It's like I've been called and harassed. Not, I wouldn't say harassed because that's a little strong word. Okay. But, you know, just constant phone calls here and there like, call me, call me, call me, call me. But when it came time to pay me off before, didn't hear from him but now that you want something from me you're calling me every day <laughs> i'm like bro where was this energy at when it came time when to pay it was me? time to pay me yeah and i returned that energy back that's a part of me i'm still working on yes but, sir you know he <laughs> deserve it yeah it's like bro you nah man yeah. like i wasted too much time on all yeah. this other stuff that's not i have so many i have a hard job full of stuff just sitting yeah. So yeah. From from clients that you were willing to work with. Yeah. And then they just like, what? From the from the outside looking in, if you're looking at the situation and you're not the producer and you mm -hmm. just see the situation, what do you think is happening in the artist's minds that make them handle the situation like that? I wish I knew. Yes, sir. I really wish I knew because yeah. it's like if you want something. And you say you're going to do something, I, you know, I would expect you to do that. We're all grown at this point. You know, I if you want something done right, you know, handle you, the business. Do you think they can't afford it and don't know how to say that? If that's the case, I'm willing to work with you. Yeah. It's just a matter of communication. That's yes. all that is. I've been there. You know, I've, I've wanted to have people on stuff like, hey, man, I can't pay you everything right now. But if you could work with me, I yeah. got you. And I took care of them. Yeah. So that's just a that's a simple conversation with me. That's a simple conversation for most people. So I will say this is a time where I'm going to speak to artists. If you are in a situation where there's a certain producer you want to work with, and let's say they give you their price. If their price is too high, you can, you can say, hey, I can't afford that. Um, can you do it for this much? Now, it is up to, to the producer to say yes or no. Absolutely. But... You forfeit the chance to know if they are willing to work with you in that way. They may mm -hmm. do. They may believe in you so much that they do it cheaper or for free. Mm -hmm. But if you don't say anything, we'll never know. Right, and then yeah. in your mind, you like, I can't afford that, but I want to work with him so bad that I'm gonna agree to it. In your mind, knowing you can't afford it, and then when it's time to pay, you ducking. Yeah, that's out of pocket. Absolutely, like strongly out of pocket, mm -hmm. and. Especially, we're going to go there, Trey. Let's do this it. This is a quartet thing. <laughs> Man. Let's, boy. Let's talk to Let's boy, talk about it. Boy. Boy. <laughs> the truth of the matter is, yeah. that is most quartet situations. 
And it bothers me, dog. I'm like, yo, if yeah. you can't afford it. But you know what's crazy, though? What's that? I've been dodged for my money, but I see you working with these big name artists that I know charge every bit of $1,500. Yeah. 2000 And I didn't charge you that much. Yeah. But I see you got all this stuff going on, but you still owe me. That's where we're done. Like, I have nothing else to say to you at this yes. point. Yes. Yeah. Do you feel like they don't respect you because you aren't as big as whoever else it is? It could be. You know, I I didn't get that vibe from this particular person, but, you know, yeah. it is what it is. You never really know what happened behind yeah. closed doors. So, you know, it, that could be the case. Yes. But I'm, I'm going to say to, to core tetters, man, do your business with these producers. Like... We want to help more than you know. Seriously. <laughs> we really want to help you. Oh, Jesus. We but, really want to help you. But you, listen, a lot of artists, here's the thing. They have big egos with no money, Trey. Man. <laughs> That's the problem, Trey. Dude. Like, you walk and talk to and about people like you got it like that. And then you get in circles where it's time to do business and the people that you're trying to do business with realize you ain't got it like that. Yeah. Man. And <laughs> you're lucky if you have an integral person that don't put your business out in the street. Absolutely. Cause Trey, you could be around here calling people out. Oh, it's man, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I have so many drafts sitting right now. Like it's, it's just a mind thing. I like you can't do this. Yeah. Think about what you got going on. Think yeah. about what you're trying to do. Yeah. Are you willing to compromise that dealing with mm. something like that? So have you did so at this point, what are your thoughts and feelings about working with quartet artists? I'm not even gonna sit here and lie to you, man. Like, I want to, but I've dealt with so many that just don't know how to be professional about it to the point where I'm just kinda like, I do my stuff and keep it pushing. Like, it's, it's to that point, I want to work with people, but it's just like, when you come to me, you're wanting discounts, you're wanting all this other stuff, but you would never do that with anybody else. Yes. Like, come on. Yes. You know? So you have to get to the point, I'm in, number one, just to establish the fact of the matter, I'm in the same exact place. Yeah. I've made a decision, along with my wife, that doing the quartet thing is not the best idea, in, especially in those situations. Yeah. Because what happens is sometimes you have to get to a place where there's a season of no's so that people can respect your yes. Absolutely. So then yeah. what happens is Trey puts out his own album and his <laughs> smackaroonies. <laughs> but what you have done is you have just positioned yourself to not have to convince people of what you're capable of. Right. So mm -hmm. now it's like my album shows you what I'm capable of. Mm -hmm. And if you ain't coming to the table correctly, the answer is no. But Trey, let me tell you what the tough thing is for me. Mm -hmm. And you letting me know if you agree. I love Cortez so much. Man, listen. I hate that I got to say no. Right. I don't want to say no. Dude. <laughs> Like, that's the hard part. You want to say yes, but you know you have to say no. You have to say yeah. no. Because if not, they'll get over on you. Jesus. That's the hard part, man. It's like you're loyal to something that's not loyal to you. That's the worst part. And listen, my wife used to break it down to me. Like, listen here. Listen here. 
you going above and beyond. Mm-hmm. You giving a 10 to people who won't give you a two. I'm talking about 24 hour turnaround. Jesus, Trey. Yeah, like seriously, like if people take if people who have worked with me and who have handled business, they know within 24, 48 hours you have a full track back. You take care of business with me, I got you. Yes. If you don't take care of business, that's where you gonna be slow to hear from me. Yeah. So the people who have worked with me, I appreciate you. You know, you know what the deal is. Yeah. You can call me anytime you want. And those are the people that I work with on the next go around. Yes. So, you know, I'm all, like I said, I'm easy to work with. Yes. It's just a matter of conversation and handling business. That's that's all it is. And the crazy thing is, Trey, what about this? What about when you're in the situation with those artists? Mm-hmm. They don't handle business. And then they are like your post, like that post, talking about you like you did something wrong. Yeah. Wait a minute. How are we not taking care of business and then playing victim? I don't understand. I'll never understand it. <laughs> I'll never understand. And that's not even just a music thing. That's just a life thing. That's a life thing, yeah. man. It's the audacity, man. Like, I, I, I don't, to this day, I look at that post. Like, I had it screenshot and sent to me. And I'm like, bro, what? <laughs> you still owe me, but you talking about me. Indirectly, but still directly. It's still, it's definitely you. You know it's yeah. you. Everybody around you know it's you. Yeah, because I was working with you, like personally, for like two years. Wow. Yeah, and do you ever think that relationship would be so? Like right now, have you talked to that person? No, because I wouldn't know how to have that conversation without without. You co- yeah, I already know I would. You <laughs> like, going off? Yeah, I already know I would. So, and you know, I want to have that conversation in a professional manner. You yes, know, sir. Not come off the wrong way. You know, it's a way to handle things. So yeah, I'm definitely big on that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so throughout this whole journey from a boy to now, especially with this music thing, what is the biggest lesson that you've learned? Man, there's so many. Yeah. Um, the biggest thing is just trusting the process, man. It may not make sense at the moment when you're going through it, just like the whole thing with having the album thing placed on my heart, not knowing how in the world it was going to happen. Yeah. But he gave me that vision knowing that I'm going to go through some stuff yeah. for it to mean something, not yeah. only to me, but to everybody who listens to it. So was it a, was it a, were you nervous making the album? I wouldn't say nervous. I was, well, it was a bit of nerves because mm-hmm. I was always worried about what if people don't like it? What if people feel like, okay, maybe he's better at making covers than he is writing his own music? And that was that was a thought up until 12 o'clock Saturday morning when it released. And when I woke up and I saw the notification, I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> it actually worked. Trey, people were going crazy. Trey, when I heard it, I said, golly. So you're having all these thoughts. What if people don't like it? What if people say I'm better at making covers? And then midnight, you put it out, you go to sleep, you wake up, you see the notifications. What are you thinking at this point? Man, it's an overwhelming feeling. Still to this day, it's still surreal to me. Yeah. And when the morning happened, of course, it was the morning of my grandma's birthday when it released. So all those emotions in one, I'm like, I was a water bag. So you were grieving and celebrating at the same time? Yeah. Yeah. Because it was like, dude, it really happened. And late last year, man, was probably the hardest part outside of the uh, the whole thing all before that I talked about earlier. Yeah. Like, 
it was rough, man. Like it was a whole lot of like I almost didn't put it out. Like it was that bad. Talk about it. How in the world did you almost not put it out? Because I kept holding on to stuff, man. Like I just even my pastor, shout out to Pastor T Nazarene Missionary Baptist Church, Fairfax, South Carolina. If I don't shout him out, he's gonna kill me. <laughs> so but yeah, he was like, the more you hold that record and the more you try and stall it, the worst thing is it gonna get until you release it. Because uh, I can't remember it. I'm trying to quote it as best I can, but he was like, in order for the oil to flow, you're going to get pressured until you until you let that thing go yeah. and let that record come out. It's going to be rough on you. And I didn't believe it until it happened. I'm like, So what dude, happened? Dude, it's like every possible bill that could have came up, came up. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm talking about going weeks without... You know, my side gigs and everything. I'm like, bro, what is going on? Between that, losing files for certain stuff that I kept trying to remake. And I'm like, dude, I got to hurry up and get this out. Like, I'm, it's starting to come to pass. And he was like, I told you. (laughs) And that was when it clicked. And I think the last three weeks leading up to the release was the hardest I worked on it. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't even believe it. The last two tracks on the record, I did those not even a month ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So once you once that stuff start happening, you lose yeah. the thousand stuff. You think about your past and you like, yo, no, no, we finished. We yeah, finished yeah. Like that I, was, I can't take this. That no was more. fuel to the fire, man. Yeah. I'm like, I'm talking about the un- most random stuff would happen. Like my steering wheel in my car just came loose while I was driving. I'm like, I'm talking about this random stuff. I'm like, dude, <laughs> of all things that could happen, my steering wheel comes loose. Yeah. Luckily, I wasn't on the highway yet. Yeah. I was in a parking lot. But I'm like, yeah. bro, like just the most random stuff could that could ever happen, happen. And then after the album release, it's like, boom, everything I was looking for in just a week has come to pass. I'm like, dude, that's all it took. That's all it took. <laughs> when, you have, when you have a calling on your life, and when you have purpose and when God has given you instructions to carry out a certain assignment, yeah, that's the vibes. Absolutely. That album wasn't for you. Oh no, it and was long, big, way bigger than me. And as long as you kept it in thinking only about you, mm-hmm. all that stuff was going to keep happening. Yeah. Cause like, you're going to keep being selfish. I'm going to be selfish with you. Like, that's what it was. I'm like, dang God, you really got to do me like that. <laughs> but you know, that's yeah. just what it is. So it, it the whole album was way bigger than me, man. Yes. It was way bigger than me. Because to see people be touched by it the way they've been touched by it. I had someone tell me today, um, they're trying to make it in track. Yeah. He was like, he just lost two family members this week, but that song is getting him through. On the way here, I saw that. And I'm like, dude, this these songs that I didn't even put that. I, I'm not going to say I didn't put thought into but I didn't think it would have that type of effect or having that effect. I'm like, dude. This and, is why. Okay, and then and then just to give y'all context, I'm really doing this for my wife because she's in the room. But I'm gonna <laughs> do this for everybody else that is watching. Trey, how old are you? I'm 24. God, almighty! <laughs> Look at that face, <laughs> yo, I'm 24, yeah. bro. Yeah. So you're a 24 year old young man mm-hmm. out here living life, just been lifing. Yeah, you get to the place where. You want to take production serious. The mm-hmm. pandemic hits. You take it serious. Before that, you're going through a low place. So you're digging. You're mm-hmm. digging. You're digging. You're getting yeah. out. You make this album. You put this album out. Your life changes. Absolutely. Do you feel... Okay. 
How do you feel now as a man? I feel a sense of relief, man. Like, it's a weight that's been lifted off of me. Like, I'm able to just relax now. Like, it's a it's a feeling of peace that I really can't even explain. Honestly. From, from doing the assignment, doing what you've been called to do, and releasing to people what God gave you to give to people mm-hmm. has given you a sense of peace. Yeah. Y'all better has. take heed. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you're in a place of selfishness, mm-hmm. life is tough. Yeah. Life is dark. It is. Life is hard. But once you decide, okay, God, I hear you. I see you. I see what you want me to do. I know I need to get over myself. Yeah. I'm going to just do it. There's a peace that comes with doing what you've been purposed and assigned to do man yeah how did you talk to your mom about it the album yeah my whole family about it what hey what they talking about (laughs) (laughs) they have not stopped listening to it and to have that that love and that approval coming from my dad my mom my granddad everybody in the family like they call me to this day i have not stopped playing this record (laughs) and you know it means a lot coming from other people but to have your family just support you like that yeah. and back you, man. It's it's a whole different level. Yo, I'm proud of you, dog. Man, I appreciate it. Because it took a lot for you to get to this place. It did. And, okay, now let me talk about this. Now we're gonna go deeper. We're gonna go deeper. Yeah. You have producers. Mm-hmm. You have musicians. You have singers that are critiquing your album mm-hmm. to no end, right? Mm-hmm. He should have did this. He should have did this. Mm. I don't know if you've heard that stuff, but I just know what people do. Yeah, so yeah. you have heard some of that stuff. Oh, no, I haven't heard it yet. Good. Yeah. But I'm, I'm it's saying coming. this. I know it is. It's, yeah. I'm saying this for a reason. You could have did this. You should have did this. This song, I right. This song, this and this. Mm-hmm. This song, this and this. This is why I say you should never put your mouth on anything that somebody is doing. Right. Because you don't know what they went through to get to that. <laughs> yeah. Like you may see, oh, he could have did this. Well, nah, he could have said this. Nah, this is my story. This is my testimony. You can't tell me how to tell what I dealt with in my life. Yes. You know, so I'm prepared for that, but I don't, I don't even pay any mind to it because I've had so many people say they love it to where the people who might not like it, it doesn't even matter. Let's (laughs) go, Trey. You know, yeah. It blesses me. It blesses my family. It blesses, I'm, God has to love it because he's granted so much to me in just a week, not even a full week yet. Yeah. That it has to be something that he's yeah. he's proud his of. His hand is on it. Yeah, his hand is on it. His hand is on it for yeah. sure. When I heard it, man, I heard it last week when everybody else did. And I'm like, this is good. And and the thing from from a from a person who's been in this for a while, mm-hmm. it's also refreshing, Trey. Because you have um introduced a sound and a style that is very unique. Where does that style and sound come from? Man, it's so many people that I listen to and I admire, man, musically, that it's just like a big gumbo of everything that I just love to no end, man. You know, so I couldn't even tell you exactly where it came from. It's just a mixture of everybody I listen to. so. So So with that being said, what is your thoughts on a producer, an artist, which I got to ask you about that too. Mm-hmm. First, I'm going to ask you the question. What, do you th- what are your thoughts on producers and artists having their own sound? 
man, you know, just like Ray Braswell, you know his sound. Gang, gang, shout out to Ray. Yeah, he has his sound. Mario Smith has his sound. Yeah. Um, Josh Mouth has his sound, you know. Yeah. So when you develop that sound, you stick with that. Yeah. Well, not, well, I, I want to say stick with it, but not fully stick to it to where everything sounds the same. But, but let's talk about, okay, yeah. let's talk about that. Because the other night when you were on, I said something. This is good, Trey. Yeah. What when Trey says stick to it, but not stick to it, this is what he means. The foundation of who you are, it's just like a business. Mm-hmm. My favorite reference is Chick-fil-A, dog. Yeah. Chick-fil-A, I just watched a video where they said Chick-fil-A makes more money than I forgot it was like McDonald's, Burger King, and another one. Chick-fil-A makes more money. Then all of those other restaurants combined. Hmm. Those restaurants are open seven days a week. Chick-fil-A is open six days a week. And those all of those restaurants have way more things on the menu right. than Chick-fil-A. Absolutely. So what makes Chick-fil-A more successful? Mastering <laughs> the couple of items that they do have. Mm-hmm. And then having a belief system built around it. Like, we know that they're a Christian organization, which is why they are not open on Sunday. Right. We also know that that chicken sandwich smacked, Trey. Absolutely. Hard. And if you study a company like Chick-fil-A as a producer, you say, yo, if I only have five things on my menu, I'm going to perfect it. And if people want a chicken sandwich, they come into Chick-fil-A. Now, if I don't make chicken sandwiches, cool. If a person want a burger, I'm not a hater of the burger. Right. Trey, we have situations now where <clears throat> people be the hate. We be hating on the burgers, dog. <laughs> but we only make chicken sandwiches, Trey. Right. And it, cre- it it creates a situation like, for instance, you just shouted those people out. Ray Braswell, Mario Smith, Josh Miles. Three insanely gifted people. Yeah. Amazing producers. <clears throat> Three different sounds. Absolutely. We live in a world, y'all, where we can embrace all three. Absolutely. But I'll say it again. In the quartet world, Trey, sometimes we don't. At all. And it becomes a knick-knack, patty-whack, give-a-dog-a-bone situation about it. And I'm like, wow, (laughs) this is unnecessary. Very. If you don't like Ray's sound, that is a preference. That is not a conversation to have with another person. Right. Like. You can't discredit his, his you know, resume. Sh- At the end of the day, that's just like Beyonce. I'm not a fan of Beyonce. That doesn't take away from the fact she has 32 Grammys. Like, somebody <laughs> like Beyonce for having 32 clearly Grammys. Clearly somebody loves her. Yes. It might not be me, but there's yes. millions of other people that do. And like, yeah. we can respect a producer or a musician, even if it's not our preference. Right. And we can celebrate people's wins even if it's not our preference. Right. So, like, I'm listening to Trey's album. I'm a producer. I just started mixing and all that stuff. Mm. I'm, I've been super insecure about it until my wife was like, listen, dog, do it. And then I'm saying, like, eh. But That's I'm saying me. that to... <laughs> I'm telling you. <laughs> but I'm saying that to say this. I celebrated Trey so crazy. Trey, we were about to go to church. I was blasting your joint. Bow! Oh, man. I'm talking about... She got in the car like, who that? I'm like, that's Trey. He going crazy. He got the, he got the people <laughs> on social media going crazy. <laughs> and it's like, you can be here 
with us, we can have this conversation from a place of admiration, love, and respect. Yeah. And I wanted to have you on to celebrate your album, for people to hear your story, and for people to see you and I side by side. Yeah. To be an example to the cats that are looking at us mm-hmm. and the cats before us. Right. Because sometimes with our OGs, Dude. they be the ones that's cutting up. <laughs> the young cats be doing better than the OGs. <sighs> they be wilding, Trey. Man. Trey, what's your experience with that? <laughs> <laughs> we try to be here all day, man. <laughs> man, like I had one that, you know, I seemingly looked up to it. And I'll, I'll tell you who it is after the podcast. But, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. It's, it, it's a situation, man, where, you know, I guess he didn't expect me to, because, you know, he knew me before I started playing keys and everything. And after the after things kind of progressed and he saw people were, you know, gravitating to what I was doing, it was almost like a thing of jealousy, man. And I'm like, dude, out of all the other OGs that, you know, gave me encouraging words, uplifting and everything, you're the only one that's being a naysayer. Yeah. And it's like, dude. What's your issue, man? Yeah. Yeah. So do you do you have an inkling of what his issue may be or you have no idea? I do. Okay. I do. I, I think it's just a thing of not being able to let the new generation do what they do. Yeah. And that's really a lot of OGs problem. Matter of fact, I seen a post earlier today that was about a lot of OGs are just like <laughs> They don't own nothing. Yeah, they don't. And that's <laughs> and I couldn't agree more, man. Like it's <laughs> It's crazy. He said. He said. The the post says something to the effect of, "A lot of G- OGs are real life a, bums. Yeah, yeah, they are real life bums. <laughs> they don't own anything, but they are the ones with the most opinions. I'm talking about super opinionated. And the crazy thing is, when I looked at that status, I'm like, I hate that. That's true. Yeah, I hate that. That's true. <laughs> and then you have people like you and I. With oh my god, we are going to be here all day, but it's cool because yeah, this is I good. Got, I got time. Yeah, <laughs> it is good. a situation where um, the some OGs from the experience of what I've seen, mm-hmm. maybe they didn't get what they feel they deserved, bro. Mm-hmm. And then when we come into play and people are celebrating, they just are uncomfortable with they it. They hate bro. it. They hate it. God, I don't, I don't get it, man. Yeah, like I've seen people hate on other people just because other people like them. I'm like, bro, that's crazy. Just like LeBron, I'll go back to that. Yes, you cannot take away from LeBron's greatness, but people will still try to find anything to hate you. Yeah, I'm talking about leading scorer in the NBA. You know how hard that is. Yes, people still hate him. Yes, for what? Yeah, I don't get it. We have to get to the place where. We celebrate each other mm-hmm. and we embrace everybody. Yeah. So I'm on this kick now. Um, okay, let's say we got some youngins coming up. We are still young, but there are people who are younger than us mm-hmm. that are killing the game and they look up to us. If there are things that they may need to tweak, there's a way to communicate with them yeah. on, and let them know what needs to be tweaked. Yeah. There's a way to show like the same way an OG would want to be respected as an OG. The cats coming up under you deserve to be respected too. Absolutely. We are all people who are working and growing and grinding and trying to like get our footing, find our voice, find our niche, find our tribe. And it's like, 
the OGs used to be the young cat that was trying. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they forget that. Like, you ain't always been the OG. You were nah. 17 in your bedroom, too. Right. You may have been on Real to Reels, and we might have MacBooks, but you, you've you <laughs> dealt with some of the yeah. things that we've had to feel. If so, not worse. So why, exactly. Yeah. So why would you, like, repeat the cycle of something that was discouraging to you? I have no idea. I wish I knew that, man. What up, y'all? I'm Rajay, and I want to say first, thank y'all for the support. Thank y'all for the love, and thank y'all for watching and listening to this podcast. We really don't take it for granted. Hey, if y'all want to continue to support us by spending y'all money, I got a way for y'all to do that. Y'all go to rajxshaw.com and pick up that Make It Happen hoodie today. Life be crazy, but we still got to do what? Make it happen. Gang. We're going to we're gonna have to... T- I don't even know. Maybe there are some that we could talk to and be like, hey, man, why do you feel the way you feel? You seem to be a little uptight, buddy. Yeah. I mean, very. <laughs> like, like, what's the issue? We could talk about it, man. Like, what's going like, on? Like, you really seem yeah. to be uptight when you don't have to be. And this is, what, this is what hurts the most, especially when it's somebody you love and respect. And regardless of what you disagree with about them, the world will never know it mm-hmm. because of how much you respect them. Right. But it's not mutual hmm. at all. <laughs> and then us, I don't know what it is about our generation, but like you said, we get to the place where we like, you know what? It ain't even worth it. Mm-mm. We chill. I've been in a situation like right now. I still celebrate all the OGs. I'm never going to stop. No matter what I've been through. They paved the way. Like, yeah. I wouldn't be here, dog. That's just a fact. They laid the foundation. I mean, how could you not celebrate that, man? And the, but the crazy thing is, in reverse, the OGs have to understand that the youngins are keeping them alive. Yeah. Through taking the baton and running with it. Yeah. Like, it doesn't stop with you, or it doesn't have to stop with you. It can be a thing that never stops. Yeah, because, I mean, it's generation under us that's killing They're right killing now. so bad. Like, I, I see 10-year-olds on Instagram. I'm talking about... Going bananas, bro. Like, what are they feeding you? <laughs> I'm sitting here watching this like, dude. Yes, dog. I'm 24. I can't even do that. Yes. You, and you're 10? Imagine what you're going to be like when you're 16, 17. I'm yes. like, it's crazy. Yes, bro. My my little nephew, he's four. He already on time. Like, he's got perfect time. And already, he hears a quartet drive. He goes ballistic. <laughs> like, he is on time with yeah. everything. It's, it's to the point where he don't even like hearing slow songs. He just want to hear drive. He just want to drive. Or drive all day long. I'm, t- <laughs> I'm like, dude, you got to simmer down a little yeah. bit, man. But that's just to show the next generation, they're hungry for it already. And don't even, yeah. they don't even realize it. Yes. And you know? we have to be the ones that embrace that. Because if not, it can become discouraging, man. Yeah. Like the crazy thing is for us to be where we are, for us to have grown up the way we grown up with people that we've grown up under mm-hmm. us growing should not have to be a struggle, but the OGs sometimes be like, Hey, get it how you live fam. And then want to hire us after we get it, how we live to make their brand sweeter, man. <laughs> Wait, you don't, you can't do that. Cloud chasing, man. Jesus, now, now, okay, so now I'm dope, and you want me to pull up. Yeah, because you see other people say it. 
now you feel like I'm I'm it's popular because it's popular to yeah. You got so and so. Yeah. Nah, yeah, call Trey. Yeah. That new album smacking out. No, bro, because I was trying to get with you yeah. two years ago. Yeah. But I was charging little or nothing. Just I just wanted to get some practice in. Now you see everybody talking. Now you want to work with me. <laughs> hey bro, you dope, man. Where can I get you to the studio? So you tell them to a price. You, you tell them a price, you don't hear from them. Yeah. So yeah. Do, at this point, do you stand by your prices? I do. Yeah. I do. When, when, oh, this is good. When do you, when or how do you navigate knowing when you should like work with somebody on like either doing it cheaper or just sewing into them? Like, how do you navigate knowing this is a person that I should sew into? Or even though this is my price, I'm going to do it cheaper for you. I think it's just like a like a God-given intuition. Yes, you can You can feel when somebody's really into it and you want to invest in them versus you see the ones that... You see how I watch people all the time. I'm a very observant person. Like, I watch... Even though people say, don't worry about what I post on social media, you can tell a lot about a person about what they post. <laughs> you know? And I pay attention to that. And I see how you maneuver through everything and then you come to me. Nah, I already know what it is with you. And then people talk, man. So it's like, I already know what's, what you're about before you even talk to me. Uh, that's, another <laughs> thing. that's another thing I don't think people know. Like, yeah. you and I. Like, say, for instance, we get off the podcast, we talking. Hmm. If you tell me, and I'm, I'm going to put y'all on game. If Trey tell me, yo, man, bro, I was talking to so-and-so. They want to work. If I know that person <laughs> and I work with them and it didn't go too sweet, I'm going to be like, Trey, look at here. <laughs> Boy, yeah, don't do it. Go as far away as you can. <laughs> the other way, run, <laughs> run, Trey, run. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. look back, run. So it's like you have to understand that we talk to each other about these things to protect each other from having to go through those things. Yeah. So for you to be the person that is not about business, for you to be the person that doesn't walk in integrity, know that people they clock in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They clocking, man. Oh, we watching. We may not say nothing, but we watching. Yes. Like, seriously. Yes. We, we hear about it. Right. And yeah. we, we want to protect each other. Like, I don't know what it is about us, but we built a little different where we are more inclusive. I don't really know what makes us more inclusive, but we embrace each other. Like Gold, for instance. Yeah. He be on all your stuff, dog. Gold is a big homie, man. For real. And, like, we really just connected, like, when those covers started. Like, I mean, of course, we would talk off and on on Facebook, but it was through those covers that we really connected, man. That's that's the homie. Shout For out real. to Gold Walton. Yeah, and then let's sure. talk about this, and then maybe we can leave. It just <laughs> but um, the power of social media, bro. It's crazy. You can build relationships with people who don't live in the state you live in because Dude. of social media. It can, it can, and this is the thing that I'm learning. Tell me if you relate to this. Mm -hmm. I grew up with a certain crew of people. I love my homies. Right now, they're all over the place. Mm -hmm. We talk. <clears throat> some I talk to more than others. But when I say we grew up together, we literally like spent almost every day together. Mm -hmm. Right now in my life, I'm learning that what God wants to do with me next may not include all of them. <laughs> and it used to tear me up because... Yeah. When I was younger, I didn't think I would ever accomplish anything without them. Mm -hmm. And then I got to a place where, okay, I'm in a position where I can make things happen. 
but I still wanted to be with them. Mm-hmm. And then organic situations happen where the betrayal comes in and the envy comes in. Yeah. The situations that yeah. reveal jealousy come in and then the homies kind of just spread. They remove themselves. Yes. Yeah. And then you get to a place. That's why I'm saying our stories is crazy. Well, you say, you know what? Forget everybody. <laughs> I'm gonna do this by myself. Yeah. You know what? This ain't. I don't. I ain't like how this feeling because I know how I am. I know how I feel. Come hell, come high water, come difficulties. There's a love and a respect I have for all the homies. Mm-hmm. That regardless of what we've been through, I still honor them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that that ain't being reciprocated. No, it's not. But then you move on. You do what you've been called to do, to the best of your ability, by yourself. And then a new crew, whether they, even if they yeah. live 17 hours away from you, God surrounds you with a fresh group of people yeah. to help you accomplish the same thing that you thought was going to happen with the homies. Yeah. It's crazy, man. Seriously. <laughs> like it is beyond me. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. I think I met gold probably twice. Wow. Yeah. And for us to collab, I mean, we got another one too. I- I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> But, you know, we're collabing, man, and it's it's a joy to work with people who have the same mindset as you. You know, they're trying to reach the same thing versus you working with people. You know, they just, they say they want it, but in reality, they don't want it God. like they say they do. Yes. Yeah, so it's refreshing dealing with people that really want it. Yeah, yeah. man. Because you are who you hang around, man. So if you hang around people that's lazy, not trying to do nothing, that's what you become. Yes. So, so yeah. it is smarter for for all the homies that's watching us, it is smarter to connect with people that don't live close to you. Absolutely. Than it is to be constantly spending time with people who are not what you're about just because they are close to you. Mm-hmm. If you got to sit up in a crib and FaceTime homies that states away to get a certain thing done. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> that's the smarter thing to do. That's with clients and anything. Like, yes, <laughs> I've had dog. more people who I've never seen and probably will never see a day of my life that have handled everything that needs to be handled. Yes, and they don't... Trey, here's the thing. They respect you and they don't know you enough to disrespect you. Right. Because sometimes when people know little Trey... Yeah, that's a, that's a, what a lot of people still remember me as. I'm tw- about to be 25 next week, man. Like... <laughs> I'm not Little Trey. Little Trey is gone, man. <laughs> like, nah, it's totally Yo, different, man. You have to respect what I do. Yeah. And just because you saw me before I knew how to play mm-hmm. doesn't mean you have the right to feel like I owe you now. Yeah, seriously. And th- and that's crazy you said that because I tried to give back. And I think I talked about this on the live the other yeah. night, man. Like I put out a whole, it was around Christmas time. I was like, I've been blessed. I want to pass it forward. Anybody who hasn't worked with me already, I got a free single for you. All you got to do is have a song. Come to me. Heard from nobody. Wow. <laughs> I'm talking about it's a million groups between Sumter, Columbia, King Street, everywhere. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that was that was the sign to me that, you know, everybody's really not going. And that was before the album came out, of course. So yeah. I guess everybody didn't feel like I was Trey, able Trey, your to life, do that. Trey, your life is about to change at this album. So, <laughs> but, and that's, oh, let's talk about that. Sometimes, guys, because I've been through this before. Look, I got a lot going on, y'all, but y'all don't worry about it. Y'all don't worry about what's going on under the table. <laughs> I, so I've been in situations where I've offered things that people didn't respond to, and it felt like, dang, man, don't nobody believe in me. 
That's what it felt like. Yeah. Dang, don't nobody believe in me. But let me tell you what. I grew up and realized you have to show. We live in a world of show me. Mm -hmm. So even though I've discovered that I'm good at writing songs, if I offer you a song and you've never heard my songs, you probably ain't going to hit me back. Right. But if I spend the next six months dropping singles on y'all that I wrote by myself <laughs> and then I post that same post, yeah. it's going to look a little different. So it made, me it made me have to respect mm -hmm. the people I was talking to more versus just being hurt. Right. right? Instead of woe is me, I got to say, okay, why didn't nobody hit me? Mm -hmm. So then you do a thing like put out an album, you never have to worry about that again. <laughs> <laughs> now you're gonna have to tell people no I cannot do a free single yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> seriously seriously yo so that's the and that's the ebbs and flows of doing what we do absolutely from a personal place from a professional place those are the thoughts we have those are the things we go through some things people know some things people don't some things is on them some right. things is on us mm -hmm. So as producers, as musicians, as singers, as artists, we have to like go through life with an open heart and an open mind Absolutely. and let God guide us yeah. on where to go, who to talk to, listen when he speaks, mm -hmm. learn the lessons and continue to go right. and just go and go and things will fall into place. Absolutely. Dog, I'm super proud of you, man. Man, I appreciate it, bro. For Seriously. real, dog. That album is crazy. The Journey, Volume 1. Trey Burgess, the album is crazy. It came out on your grandmom's birthday, dog. Yeah. And her wedding anniversary. God yeah. dang it, Trey. And she had a twin brother that God. that just passed last October. Whoa, yeah, so it February 4th has a lot of meaning. And in the crazy part, I dropped a single last year on her and I did a song in memory of her on the same day. Gosh, yeah. Trey. Yep. Trey. Yeah, man. How is dealing with that grief now? Is it are, are you doing better? It's with a it? whole lot easier, man, because it's like she's still here in a way. Like yeah. that's that's the part that gets me through, man. Like I haven't the last two years I haven't really, you know, cried on that day because yeah. I have nothing but happy memories, man. Yeah. Like she was the best grandmother I ever. That anybody, that could, anybody ever have, could ever man, have, you know. Yeah. Of course losing that matriarch is always hard, but you know, when you have so many good memories to laugh at and just think about, man, it's it's hard to be sad. So yeah, you got to remember the good things. Absolutely. So anybody who's lost someone that they really, really love, remember the good things, man. Oh yeah, you got to. It'll help you get through it way easier. Yeah. Versus you know dwell on the fact, oh man, they're not here. Think about all the good times you had while she was, man. Yeah. And that's man. what's helped me um, get through that. Yeah. yeah. And doing that album in memory of her, putting it out on her birthday is crazy, man. Yeah. And then for you to be in another place where you're happy and free is good, bro. Man, that's why I had to put that first, bro. Yeah. I had to. And I had somebody tell man, you don't want to put that first, bro. Like, the homies that played on, I was like, hey, bro, you don't want to put that as a first song because ain't nobody going to get through the album. And lo and behold, I had several people tell me, bro. No skip. Let, yeah. me, tell you, let me tell you something. Tammy, shout out to the mother of RXS Entertainment. She texted me and said, she said this, I forgot the term she used, but she was basically telling me she didn't skip a song. Really? Yes. She texted me and she FaceTimed me. And she texts me a lot of times. Seriously? She said, it is really tough for me to work right now because I can't, because really? I can't stop playing this album. Oh, yes, man. man. That's crazy. And then she, then she FaceTimed me like, let me tell you what's crazy. This about to blow your mind. She said, I grew up quartet and I love the music. 
I stopped listening to quartet music and I stopped dealing with quartet as a whole because of the things that I've seen and the things that I've been through. Mm-hmm. This album has changed how I feel about quartet. Oh man, that's crazy. Bro, that's what she told me. Dude, I'm <laughs> Bro, I'm not lying to you. She Yo. looked at me in my face and told me that. Jeez, that's crazy. So I'm like, I don't know how to feel right now. <laughs> I'm still trying to struggle. I'm yeah, struggling. And then, to, and then yeah. she was like, the sound is something for everybody. Yeah. And that's the thread. Like, when I see the statuses and stuff, like, they like, yo, this is something for everybody. Yes. Yeah, like I tell you, every time I get tagged in a post, it's still surreal, man. I'm like, is this real? Yes. Like, is this really happening? Like, I was not expecting So have you gotten, so have anybody talked? Of course they have, but I want to ask you anyway. Has anybody posted or hit you up that's not from around your way? That's mainly all I've been getting. <laughs> like that's, that's the thing, man. That's everybody that has hit me. I really don't know them personally. Some, some, yeah, but yeah. a lot of them, no. Yeah. But that's the crazy part about it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I want y'all to know this. When you've been destined to do a thing, when you've been called to do a thing, when you have been sign- assigned to do a thing, you never know who it's going to touch. Don't be discouraged by your insecurities or your anxieties or your past. Just do what you've been called to do and release it. Yeah. Because it's about the people and it changes lives. Y'all, right. this man album is changing lives. Not to mention it is crazy though. <laughs> man, I appreciate it, bro. Hey, yo, if you're a quartet lover, it is, it's refreshing to hear because it's a refreshing sound. But if you also are looking for music to help you heal it is an ex- it is literally Trey's story yeah and his process of healing as a soundtrack to help you get through yeah similar situations which is where the name came from the journey volume one like that and that's not it yes yeah, because so. you st- as long as you live and you can yeah, make more it's volumes. a constant journey man so Jesus, you know yeah you're smart Trey yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're smart. Have yeah. we already started working on volume two? Man, that's the crazy part, bro. Like I had to narrow this album down to those thirteen. Whoa. Like that's the crazy part. Like any any of the homies around me will tell you, you know, this this Joker got like three albums full of stuff. Like yeah. it would be so crazy. Like I would have the hardest time writing, and after a while, it'd be Just, like two or three a week. I'm yeah. like, I don't know which ones to do, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I thank God for that because, like, I used to, I mean, I was always good with writing in school, but translating it to writing music, yeah. for some reason, I just couldn't get it. And yeah. then, over time with this whole experience in life, man, it just made it ten times easier because I had something to write from. Your life? Yeah. Versus just putting words together. Okay, this is the last yeah. thing. I, I, I know, I knew... <laughs> This podcast with Trey was going to take a long time. Yeah, yeah. Because we need to help y'all. I'm about to talk to Cortez again. I'm going to shout out somebody first. He is no longer with us, but I'm about to shout him out to help y'all understand what I'm about to explain. Shout out Mondre Bynum. Mm -hmm. A lot of people has talked about his writing, how good it is, how great it is. Mondre did something that most people and Quartet won't do. If Mondre was depressed, dog, he writing a song about it. If he was <laughs> if he was happy, he writing a song about yeah. it. If he felt like he did somebody wrong, he'll write a song about it. Like, this joker said, God paid my water bill. <laughs> phone bill. He like, he was dead serious. Yeah. 
Um, what's another one? Um, just in case you see some things in me that shouldn't be. Don't. That's real life. Yeah. That's real life. Seriously. Listen here. Talk about your real life. Yeah, man. Don't just try and quote a million Bible verses that everybody's heard. Yeah, man. We are Job and like, bro. We've heard that since. We get, know, man, man. Come on, man. We get it. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego <laughs> cannot be the second verse to every quartet song ever made. And man, it's a million different cliches, man. I made sure I didn't say any of those. I went through everything. You're like, like, no, man. I ain't saying that. No, yeah. I ain't saying that. You don't know how many times and, I've had to retake certain listen, stuff. Because it's, like, it's hard, but... And even when yeah. you're doing Pathway, it's still fresh. Yeah. That's an old, but it's still fresh. And I'm saying that to say this. To really separate yourself from the pack as quartet groups and artists, talk about your real life. It'll help people relate more, man. Yes. Versus you just putting, yeah, we know God is good, but talking about why he's why good. Is, why what, is he good to you? Yeah, tell us what happened. Yes. You know, I mean, you ain't got to be descriptive, but I mean, you know, people yes. relate to what, you know, you've gone through. Yes. Yeah. Like, Don't be afraid to yeah. tell your truth, man. Absolutely. Other genres are extremely successful. And you know what? That may be the thing. Maybe gospel isn't as big as other genres because it's not real. It is mm -hmm. like we keep regurgitating Absolutely. how good God is. Okay, we know. Jesus died on the cross. And listen, man, I don't mean to cut you off. No, bro, go. I've said this. I'm, matter of fact, I made a post like two years ago. If you got a song and everybody's run on the program says, Jesus, Jesus. I'm like, bro, I've heard this with five <laughs> other groups before you, man. Like, switch it up, man. We get it. Ain't nothing wrong with calling on the name of Jesus. I get it. But if you're doing the same thing everybody else is doing, that's why people can't get with it. Because yes. everything sounds so... Yeah. And but and, and to the people who love it, just love the Huckabuck, they're going to yeah. keep coming to the show. Absolutely. That's, I'm not knocking anybody who does it. But if you want to get, yeah. if you want to be like, you know what? I want my music to really touch people. Yeah. It has to come from a true place. Absolutely. To reach a true place. Mm -hmm. If you want a song to reach a heart, it has to come from a heart. From your heart to their heart. Yeah. From your, this is my life. This is how the divorce was for me. This is how that foreclosure felt for me. Mm -hmm. When I cheated on my wife and this happened, <laughs> this is what the vibe was. Yeah. When I was on drugs, this is what the vibe was. Mm -hmm. God brought me through this, this, and this. This is what happened to me. This is how God brought me out. And this is why I'm thankful. Yeah. We could make doper songs like that, dog. I'm telling you. We can man. have an album that smacks. It can still have the same vibe. It can still have the same sound. But there's more substance to the message of the song man. that people can grab hold to, man. Man, and you know what's crazy? You bless me still. I wrote that before anything even happened in my life. Like, God gave me that song. And like I even said that on the album, like I didn't, I didn't realize how much that song would touch me until life yeah. happened. So it was just like, dude, yeah, God, you got a funny way of doing stuff, but yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. You know, like I, I got that song was 2017, mm -hmm. and I wrote it, and I sent it to my mom. Then I don't, even, she probably don't even remember. I sent it to her. She, was, she loved it then, mm. but it, it sounded totally different to what y'all yeah. heard. So. But yeah, man, like I got that song and just. Listening to it now, I can't listen to it in the car now to this day because yeah, I'll start tearing up. Yeah. yeah, 
And uh, that and the reprise, man. Like, yeah. I cannot listen to those in the car because I'll start thinking about everything all over again. Be done running hit something on the road. Yes, man. Yeah. So before we go, I want you to talk to specifically the young. I'll say, if you had to speak, I'll do it like this: if you had to speak to the sixteen, seventeen. 18 year old Trey mm-hmm. If you had to Encourage him What would you say Keep pushing bro Like that's the only thing I can do Keep pushing bro Everything you going through Right now Is for a reason yeah. It's all gonna make It may not make sense Right now But it's gonna pay off bro yeah. Seriously So keep pushing bro It's gonna pay off Y'all that's it We have talked <laughs> And this has been crazy This I've enjoyed this a lot And I'm glad we're here Again I can't say how proud of you I am enough, bro. Man, I appreciate Because it. you have, um, whether you know it or not, some people going to tell you, some people not going to tell you, your album has revolutionized the quartet. I'll tell you right now. I'm going to tell you. Man. It has. You're going to see that it has. You're going to hear from people that it has. And you're going to hear songs and albums. That lets you know that it has. Man, I receive it, bro. It's going to happen. You are the new blueprint, I promise. Man, I that's, promise. that's huge. I promise. I promise. You're the new blueprint. It was great having you. Man, appreciate you for having me, bro. Yes, sir. Seriously. All love. Yeah, man. All right, we love y'all. Peace. Let everybody know.